You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Ramsha Issa. So, Ramsha, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, and I am very excited to have this conversation with you. Um, I am a student at Loyola University, Chicago, and I'm majoring in software engineering and film productions, as well as writing my own book, which is going to be published soon. Uh, so it's a very exciting phrase for me and also a very important one because, uh, you know, there are all these things that I'm doing and, uh, you know, I'm at a time when I feel it's very important for me to utilize the time and the resources that I have access to. So I also kind of view it as a huge responsibility because um, I do know that the things that I have access to or the kind of opportunities that I have right now, um, a lot of people don't have the same access to these opportunities. So I kind of view it as a responsibility to make the best use of what I have as well as create more opportunities for other people, especially the women out there who just don't get the same kind of support that I have here. Yeah, a lot of people are very kind of closed-minded just to other races or other genders, um, thinking that one side's better than the other. And we're all just people. I mean, that's the main thing I started my podcast for, is just understanding people. Because it doesn't take long to have an hour conversation or just be able to go on as long as you want, just to be able to express yourself fully. So what's your age group? Um, what's your age, Ramsha? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm 19. I'll turn 20 on September. So yeah. It's, uh... And you're writing a book? Uh, yeah. Holy crap. What type of, all right, so let's talk about your book. Do you have a title for this book? Yes, so it's called Rebel Against the Odds, and it's women's fiction. And I feel as a young woman myself, um, I see a lot of things. I have a lot of stories growing inside me, which I feel are necessary to share, because uh, I just believe that writing for me is not just expressing myself, but it's also a way to share different stories that can impact people that other people can learn something from. So I, although I write fiction and I write women's fiction, but I feel that uh, could be any genre, could be any style of writing. As long as you have a strong message, I, I do feel people People learn something from it, and they try to implement it on their own lives. So with your book, did you feel like a lot of it kind of came from your own kind of, I guess, upbringing or feeling um, like a little bit without a voice in a way? Um, I think it depends. So let me tell you one thing. Um, So the first book that I'm writing is going to be published soon, and uh, yes, it it came from uh, what I feel and from my own experiences, but then there are also books that I'm working on that are not necessarily a reflection of my life. Um, some they're something very different than what I have experienced, or uh, you know, 
what I feel, uh, but they are still stories that I feel are maybe not part of my life, but they're part of other people's life. And the way I got those ideas and the kind of the motivation to tell those stories is also because what I see. Because I think um, every day we see something or the other that surprises or that shocks us in a way. Um, and sometimes we don't even realize that what we're seeing is actually something so powerful that we can we can uh, narrate it in a certain way. So a lot of it is, it's not what I experienced, but it's also what I have seen other people going through. You think that you're making an, a connection that everyone can kind of touch bases on? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I feel that uh, every person has something or the other to share. And I know a lot of people who I speak to and they say to me that, you know, we just don't have interesting stories to tell. And my answer to them is that, yeah, I mean, that is something that you believe. But if you see from my perspective, I feel that you are a very interesting person with some great stories to share. So I feel every person goes through something or the other that kinds of, you know. Uh, well, you're, you're literally hitting on exactly what I have to deal with every time when I'm trying to get someone for a podcast. They say, I'm not the fit. I'm not interesting. I'm like, you are interesting in your yeah. own way. You have not lived at least an amount of five years on this earth and not had a thought not had a passion, not had something that interests you, spark you, or hurts you that has gotten mm. to you to the point that you're at today. It just hasn't happened. We're all interesting in our own ways. You know, my neighbor, I, have, I hadn't talked to him in, since we moved in six years ago, and I talked to him a month ago, and I find out he makes, he's an Amish person or a Mormon that makes stained glass in, like just uh, as a hobby. And, I, and he goes, hey, you want to see my bathroom? I'm like, dude, I've lived next to you for six years. If you're going to kill me, then you're, you would have done it a long time ago. So sure. So I just randomly walked in his house. He had this beautiful stained glass thing all over his house. I was like, this is awesome. People have a, a certain thing about them that they think is normal, but it's not. It's extraordinary. And it's that spark that makes us all individuals. No, absolutely. Uh, I feel that the, you can be anyone, you can come from any place, but there's always something more to you than, you know, what other people see. And I also believe that, you know, when I, when I sit with people, there's so much that I learn that I kind of feel fortunate to grow up in a place where I have the power to meet people coming from different religions, coming from different backgrounds, genders, uh, you name it. And it feels good to interact with them because you, you see, you know, you see life from their perspective, which I find, which I find incredibly powerful. So yeah, I feel every person has something unique to say. And as a writer, I meet with a lot of different people like there is one book that I'm working on right now which is based on mental wellness and how still to this date uh, mental illness is still not considered something that should be treated um, and I feel that's a huge problem and with because of that I um, you know I spoke to different organizations spoke to people dealing with depression uh, anxiety and it really helped me first become more compassionate about their struggles, but also see, um, see life from their perspective. Because 
the way a person who is dealing with depression see their life is probably not the way I see it. So it helps me get to new shoes and kind of, you know, see th their life from their perspective. Well, see, it's, it's really kind of cool to talk to someone who has these kind of like, I guess you have what very few people have nowadays is that kind of spark and inspiration uh, to see kind of the, what people can truly aspire to be. A lot of people, I think there's only 3% of podcasters that do what I do when it comes to getting people's experiences and stories. Everyone kind of narrows it down to one simple thing. But I like to think of it like a sunset. Everybody's experiencing somebody, something different. It's the same thing. We all share it, but we're all experiencing something different. The fact that I can look at a cloud and see Darth Vader or whatever I want to see, and you can look at it and see something like a beautiful flower or some type of whatever you want it's it's completely different because that's all from our upbringing and that's all from our passions and our own interests that is in our dna that's in our brain constantly I, I i'm wondering where you have such a power to learn about other people and their stories and get their interests out there and kind of preaching to the choir about that they have a voice then how did you want to go to school for computer software <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good question. That's a and big left turn. Yeah. Uh, so first, uh, yes, uh, software. I'm majoring in software engineering, but my second major is in film productions. And I know that a lot of people have this perception about software engineering that's, you know, it's just sitting in front of your computer and, you know, coding for hours, which is definitely a part of it. And I can't really deny the reality, but it's, it's so much more than that. Um, when you, when you code or when you do programming, it's really not just about typing bunch of code, but it's actually about creating something unique, you know, creating as, as a software engineer, um, someone, stu someone studying software engineering, I feel that I have the power to create things that I want to make. And I feel that's, that's huge. That's a huge strength that I have that a lot of people do not. And I kind of view my major uh, as a way to help other people, uh, to make things that can really help them grow uh, to make things that can really make their lives easier and more convenient. Uh, social media, whether you say Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or things that we use um, on social media, a lot of it, I think a lot of credit goes to the people who did the programming, who did the coding, because they actually made something that give us the power to share our stories so it yeah, is but don't yeah. you think that i love the internet don't get me wrong i don't know what i would do without <laughs> netflix okay the fact that i can use facebook to connect to you and in a completely different state than me is amazing the fact that we can have this conversation yeah. and hear your thoughts and things about this world but a lot of people take it in a very very bad way Yes. A lot of yes. people use social media for very destructive purposes. Do you think being a computer kind of software person that if you were to create a product and you saw that happen, would you be able to handle the fact that your invention that started out with pure intentions kind of got corrupted along the way? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's, that's a great question. And uh, 
I would say that I would lie if I say that uh, criticism or bashing or, you know, hearing bad or negative remarks do not affect me because they do and they used to uh, affect me even more uh, in the past. But I just feel that when you step into this field, whether it's a software development where you are making a product and putting it out there, or whether it's uh, writing, when you're actually putting your novels out there, um, or an actor or public figure, let's just say when you are a public figure, you kind of have to get into that mindset where you have to know that people would say all kinds of things. They would judge you. They would mock you. Uh, they would criticize you. If uh, people will love you for the things that you're doing, then at the same time, they will also have uh, problems with what you're doing. And it's just about managing and kind of getting used to the positives and the negatives because if there are positive aspects to uh, being a public figure, then there are also a lot of negative aspects. And I kind of made my mind uh, as an author when I will actually put my book out there or when I'll put a software out there, whatever I will do, um, I would hear uh, you know, feedback that would help me grow, but also feedback that would bring me down in some ways and I think being in that mindset and being you know in in that zone where you have to just tell yourself that I won't really let this affect the way I see myself it's it's really important and I'm trying to get myself into that into that mindset and it's hard it's it's really hard because uh, I'm not someone who is used to uh, let's say give, giving interviews or someone who is used to hearing uh, or seeing different kinds of comments on positives or negative on my social media. Um, but now that I'm actually experiencing these things, it's actually helping me getting used to it. Yeah, I think a lot of what you probably face too, I mean, a lot of people look at us because I can relate to this a little bit where it comes to our age. A lot of people see our age and they don't think about the mindset that some people even, no matter the age, whether you're 10, whether you're five, whether you're six, it doesn't matter. You can have a sense of maturity based on things that have happened in your past. You know, they say you're, you know, you're, you're wise for your age. You know, you, you think, you think like an elderly person, like you think with a, like a kind of fixed mindset. And I'm like, it, there is no age restriction on experience or intelligence. The fact that you want to better your knowledge, knowledge is power, but it depends on what type of knowledge you are receiving. You can receive good, you can receive bad, you can receive a whole mix, and it can go in completely different directions. I choose in my path to experience other people's stories and experiences to, and for, to inform my life, to understand people, to understand the complicated things. You are a different gender than me and not only a different gender a different race than me you've experienced a whole probably set of problems i have no idea of what it's like and i'm pretty sure it can work and vice versa you probably don't understand a bunch of stuff i might experience True. but the fact that when you're writing a book and one more time i want to i want you to say your book again uh rebel against thoughts Rebel Against the Odds. Do you think that title and that inspiration from writing that kind of came from your race? Um, it's your Muslim, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to realize in a society today, 
where someone like me is going to think, not even worry about race. Like I don't judge people on that. I honestly think the only box you should have on a census test is I am a robot or I'm not a robot. Cause that's really what matters. I want to know if you're some type of machine, but for most people out here, they're not open to change and they're not open to what's different. So yes. do you ever feel discrimination for your race or just your gender? Yes. Uh, again, great questions. Um, so I came to U.S. when I was eight and I came from a place where, you know, I was used to living around the same kind of people from same race and religion as me. Uh, I had a lot of family um, back there. I had uh, I had people who would understand me in a completely different level. And then I came to a place where I was exposed to people coming from different religions, from different backgrounds. Uh, I was new. I had no friends. I did not have a lot of family here. So as, a, as an eight-year-old, it was a lot to experience. And most importantly, it was a lot to, you know, get into that zone or that space where you know what you're doing. Uh, I remember the first day of my school, um, I was very scared. I was uh, almost, uh, I just didn't know what to do at that time because, you know, I was seeing all of these new faces, uh, different learning environment, um, different kind of people. And, uh, language was a barrier for me because I knew that there are people around me uh, who, who just know exactly what they're doing. And even if some people don't know exactly what they're doing, at least they are pretending to know what they're doing. Um, and here I was uh, completely isolated in one corner sitting, trying to wonder, should I raise my hand? Should I actually say this? Um, if I say this, what would happen? Would I get judged for it? Or uh, would someone say that you're wrong? Uh, even there were times when I knew exactly what's happening in the class and, uh, you know, what my teacher is saying or the answer to the question, but it was just that fear that what if this answer is wrong or what if this, uh, whatever I'm trying to say isn't the right thing to do or to say. And that fear itself really kind of impacted me in a way that I you know, I kind of became isolated on my own space. And then there were other students who would say that, oh, you know, she should go back to where she came from or she doesn't belong here. And I don't blame them for having that perspective because I feel that uh, it's you who have to help yourself. No one else is going to come to you and be like, hey, uh, I really want to help you. Is there something that I can help you with? Yeah. yeah. There are people like that who would say that. And sure. there are actually very nice people out there who uh, would help you. But, you know, a lot of people just don't care or they're not in that. They know, don't. They're, they, they're too self-involved. They're, they're just so involved and engrossed into their own problems and their life that they don't really care. I don't know what you just did, but I can't hear you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? No, you sound very quiet now. Uh, what about now? Keep speaking up. Uh, can you hear me now? Nah, it's still quiet. You did something a second ago. Uh, let me see. Uh, can you hear me now? A little bit better, yeah. 
there are a lot of people who are just so involved into their own lives and what they're doing that they don't actually care about what the other person is going through. And before, like a few years back, I used to have problem with that because I was always someone, you know, who cared and who really wanted to speak to different people and know what they're going through and also help them out. But I know there are people who just don't want to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's just that um, at the end of the day, you have to, uh, you know, prepare yourself and you have to help yourself. Well, Ramsha, you got to understand a lot of people are self-involved because the whole entire world that we live in today, at least in this country, especially like a lot of people are very, very self-involved and don't want to take the time to even understand or get to know yeah. one another anymore. And I've podcasted with people from different countries, um, from Romania, you know, the Ukraine, from other sides, students that come to my work that work here, and they try so hard to learn English, and no one gives them the time of day or wants to understand their story. And I try my best to, and I still connect with these people, um, even at long after they leave um, this country and go back to their own. And I, I, you know, it's, it's all about making a connection. We're viewing too many people as just nameless faces. You need to start putting names to these faces. There's a lot of us here. You know, a, a very few amount of people are ever community self-driven anymore. They don't want to benefit their community. I'm like, if we can create a better community, a better environment for people to live in, more people are going to take time to help each other out, to be willing to hold the door open for someone. You know, it doesn't take that long to understand a somebody or somebody's experience. No, uh, you're you're right. Uh, and I I just feel that the again, it is my responsibility to give back to my community to help, not just to help people uh, who come from the same race or background as I do, but also people who are different than me. Because I feel as humans, we should be there for each other and. If we know something, it's always better to pass on that knowledge to someone else because you just don't know what other people are capable of doing. And it makes me happy when I see, you know, people doing well, when I see um, other remarkable things that other people are doing. And I feel that we should encourage each other and motivate each other to move on and learn from our mistakes. And um coming going going back to my experiences and what I faced um yes there were people who uh you know who used to judge me or mock me about my background or my religion but then again there were also there were also people who would empower me and who would make me believe that you can do this um that we have faith in you that we know you are capable of doing this and i think that's the reason why i am able to do what i'm doing and it's because of the support that i got from other people my family my friends my mentors and these are the people who I would say have motivated me all the way along to, you know, face different struggles and still keep moving on. Um, what exactly, I, like, what country did you exactly come from? Because you're speaking from, uh, like, I'm kind of hearing the inner minority, if you don't mind me saying. Um, sure. That, and that's, that doesn't mean upon race as where I'm justifying minority. I work as the only white guy on an all Latino and black staff. Okay. I know what it's like to be a minority. And let me tell you, I prefer that because it's a sense of humbling. It's about knowing what 
a lot of people don't realize around them an experience they have never truly faced where it feels like you are completely alone okay so this is where i kind of relate to you a little bit i'm not talking about color of skin i'm talking about the minority thing that's that's that doesn't have to just be with your the color of your skin that can be anywhere being different you know a lot of people in this world are different they're special people out here everyone's special but the yes. fact that a lot of what goes on in the world now, this sense of specialness is seen as destructive or not of the norm. So a lot of people don't want to follow it. A lot of people want to be like, no, you have to be like Bill. You have to work a nine to five. You have to do this. You have to go yeah. home. You have to trim your Exactly. Tree. Exactly. And that's the kind of thinking that I don't, not, not say that I'm against that kind of mindset, but but I just feel that you have something unique in you and you have something that other people probably do not have. And that can be the skills that you have. It can be the experience that you have. It can be anything. And if you try to hide that, the, you know, something special that you have, then that's, that's not something good. That is not something that you should do because uh, you should always try to play in that unique angle that you have and try to cash on it and you know try to show that to other people out there because then there's just so much that you can do and so much that other people can learn from you so i don't try to hide the fact that i am from uh, you know i have family from india and pakistan or that uh, i am muslim or you know just just what I am I mean I am who I am and I want to be whatever I become because of who I am it I forms you into your own person like right now you're not you're not telling me a, you're not telling me a story or you know some type of promotion of this character you're telling me the story of Ramsha like this is the best way I can read a book okay if you were going to write a biography it would sit on my shelf forever that's just not that's not about you. That's just, I, I suck at reading. I mean, I'm good at it, but I hate doing it. It's so tasking for me. Oh my goodness. Just like, I don't know how people can sit there and read a book for hours. Like it just, it boggles my mind, but that's not for me. Books aren't meant for me. What's meant for me is being able to talk to people and being able to like conversate with anybody, whether it's in person or whether it's over the phone. That's what I'm addicted to. Right now, you're telling me the history of Ramsha right now. You being of um, Muslim descent or what, whatever, whatever, it, you know, we're all mixed with something. But the fact that you, were you born into this country? Uh, no, I was born uh, in Pakistan, Karachi. So I came here when I was eight, uh, which is why it was a huge shift for me because I was, you know, I was at an age when uh, I remember uh, what Karachi was like, uh, what my family was like back there. But then, you know, I wasn't even mature enough to kind of let things go and be like, okay, now I'm at a new place. So it's time for me to create new memories. Um, yeah, you were still yeah. a child. Yeah, what, I was still what, a was child. The, what was the push for the move? Like who, who took you out of that environment or was it even just a change of environment? Did you just feel like you wanted to experience something else or were you just like, we're in a bad place. We need to get out. Oh uh, no, not, not definitely not a bad place. It was just that my father used to live here. So, um, you know, it was 
a decision that we make that we would live here with him and uh you know just for better education and more opportunities um so it was that kind of shift uh i think uh whether it's India or Pakistan, both of these countries are doing great and they're growing and, you know, I'm, I'm very happy for the people who live in these countries and I'm also very proud to be associated with these countries. Uh, but I just feel that the, the I mean, it's, it's a fact that I would like to admit that I received a whole new bunch of opportunities here that I probably wouldn't have received if I was still living there and kind of view that as a good fortune, but again, also a responsibility on my shoulders to really give back to the people who live in those countries, especially women who have dreams, they have talent, they have- But they're pushed down because of what yes. their country kind of thinks considers to be the standard. Yeah. And, and there are people even there who want the woman to succeed, but it's just that they just don't have, you know, the same education system or the same opportunities for the woman out there. And I feel that is where my majors, uh, that, that is where my writing or my books or my major of software engineering and film productions come in use because I just feel that there's so much more that I can do um, through, my, uh, through my majors and through the skills that I have gained here. So was it hard? I mean, at the age of eight, were you already influenced with English at all? Or did it take a while for you to kind of incorporate that once you moved here? Uh, no, I knew how to speak English. Uh, and I, you know, I was, I went to a great school there as well. But it was just the self-confidence. Because when you come to a new place, even if you know everything, even if you know English, even if you know, you know, uh, everything that's going on there, it is kind of hard to say it and it is kind of hard to uh, communicate with people and that's not because you don't know something it's because you just don't have the confidence or you just don't have that self-esteem or you just don't have that courage to go forward and say yeah I know this I can do this also and that can be because you know you shifted to a new place with all these different people around you uh, that can also be uh, the kind of support that you get there are, you know, uh, there are a lot of different factors. And over the years, I kind of realized that it was not because I did, did not know something. It was more because I just didn't have the confidence to say it. And I feel it's same with a lot of people that the, they know things, but they just don't have the courage to go out there and speak. And that is something that I want to change. I actually want to tell people uh, through my stories, through my interviews, whatever I do, is that just, you know, don't really change the perception that you have of yourself because of other people. Yeah, you can't look at the news and like, you understand everybody that if you even mention you're from Pakistan or you look like you're from some country over there, they immediately think terrorist, which yeah. is ridiculous because your information is coming from a one-sided source that wants to, that literally feeds off information that is focused on the bad because that's what gets attention. 
A lot of people suffer from mean world syndrome. They believe the world is a lot darker than it looks. The world is full of light. People are interesting. I've podcasted with people from Guyana who talk about Hollywood and how they have a Hollywood over there, which is like, it's basically Hollywood here, but Indian. And I'm like, that's awesome. I've never heard of it. She goes, it's the original Hollywood. That's called Bollywood. And she was like letting me know all this information I was not open to. I have a whole completely new mindset of India than what people want to show on the TV where they say that, you know, everybody's sick all the time, all this stuff. It's terrible living conditions. I'm like, that might be true in some cases, but not in all of it. There's a spark of creativity and interest anywhere you look. See, I feel that there are all kinds of people everywhere. I feel that there are all kinds of people everywhere. Uh, just because someone is from India or Pakistan doesn't mean that, you know, they fit into the stereotype that a lot of people have created. Um, yes, there are people who are suffering there, but there are also people who are doing really well and trying to make a difference in those countries and i feel that their courage and their contributions should be applauded uh we should also speak about things that are that are positive over there it's great to shed light on okay yes people are suffering uh yes there are there is violence yes there are shootings but then there is also hope and there is also you know uh efforts from from people living in those countries and other countries to improve the conditions out there and the sad thing is that people don't talk about it and or people do not want to talk about it and i feel as someone who is studying film and is involved into mass media i feel our media or i feel media from different countries just don't want to you know cover good things they just kind of view media as a way to gain publicity by by talking about things or by airing uh airing experiences that are negative or things that are not so good there but you should also cover and say things that you know that are hopeful or you know things that are going well there but it's it's just that you know the there's more concentration on making money and gaining publicity than actually showing the reality. Do you believe that we do you believe that we will ever overcome that as a society or as just people in general or do you think that this race thing is always going to be a problem that we're going to face? I I feel see I feel it depends on each person um you can't we can't you know we are going to change the society yes the society is going to change and it is changing but i feel this the change starts from from yourself so if you want change then you have to start change if you want to see something different then you need to be different and that applies to everyone if i want to see a change then i need to start that movement myself and then i can expect other people to join and um you know as you know being is a writer or like a filmmaker i just feel that if i want a change then i have to show that change through my books through my movies or through whatever i'm doing because uh people people if if they see something it's more likely that they would believe in it than just hearing it so see, yes 
it's easier for you to get your information out there because you're writing it, you, you're putting it in a form of writing where a lot of people can't judge you based on your looks? Um, yeah, that, that's a great question. <laughs> I, that's a very tough question. I didn't mean to hit like a sensitive point, but I just kind of wanted to, like when you look at a book, first thing they think of, it's all about the appearance of the book. Is it big? Is it small? Is it colorful? Is it, you know, have something flashy on yes. the front of it that captures your attention? Nobody pays attention to the author. Now, yes. this is a common thing that authors do now, especially of a different uh, race. Like, let's say, let's take Muslim, for example, or take some Japanese culture. They, they save their, uh, what the, like to get a little bit to know about the author for the back. Because the, pe the person always looks at the front and the first couple pages. That True. judges if they're going to read the book or not. Yes. So a lot of people who try and voice their opinion on the world today feel like people are closed-minded and won't listen to you if they know what you look like. So they save it to the end. So next thing you know, there could be a guy who's completely um, all, you know, white everything, white this, white that. But he's reading the book. He's reading your book but your name's at the end of it. So then he gets done. He's like, wow, this book is so inspiring. I got to know who the author is. I'm just going to yeah. give him a Southern accent because that's what I picture. And he flips to the back and he goes, wait a minute. I don't like the way she looks. He wouldn't do that because he just enjoyed your whole entire story, your whole entire thing. Do you feel like that this is an easier form of you to get your opinion out there without being judged based on your, I guess, restrictions or what people view as your looks. I see. Yeah. That's, that's a great example that you give. And I feel with every author or with every person, it's different. there. I know a lot of authors, a lot of my friends who are writing, they just don't want to put their face out there and it's fine. It's, it's their opinion and they should do what they believe in. But with me, it's kind of different. I'm not scared of uh, putting myself out there. I'm not scared of being judged. I'm not scared of even being mocked because this is what I chose for myself. No one forced me uh, to first write or no one forced me to do what I'm doing right now. It's a choice that I made. And if someone judge me for the way uh, I look or from where I am, that's fine. I, I feel that the people have the right to judge. They have the right to express what they feel, what their opinion is. And um, yes, if someone reads the story thinking that uh, I'm white or <laughs> that I come from uh, a similar background that's fine but then at the end of the day I want them to know who I am uh, I feel that uh, my goal is to make or to interact with uh, a group of audience that like me and appreciate me for the work that I do but I feel even yeah knowing my story and knowing what I'm writing and liking what I'm writing is very important but at the same time it is also important for them to know who I am and where I come from and I know for a lot of authors that's not what they're looking to do uh, but maybe I'm a little different than you know what they believe in uh, but I just feel that the, I want people to know who I am because uh, what I'm writing it's just so much more than it's just so much more than 
characters. It's actually the experiences that I have seen and lived through. And somewhere or the other, I think that also reflects in my writing. What, like, uh, how did you get to this point? I know you said you had people that bolstered your confidence, but you understand you're talking to probably someone out there listening that feels like this is an impossible goal to obtain. Like, that they just believe the world is just nothing but complete darkness. Hell, at times I've felt this way too. And yes. honestly, you know, the only way people always say, well, look where other places are. I'm like, but why are we still comparing? That fact that we're comparing ourselves to other people, putting ourselves in like, oh, your life is not so bad. Think about the people in Africa. Think about this and all this impoverished land that you could be living there. I'm like, that's true. I mean, that's a way to look at it, but that's not the right way because, you know, when we're this comparing thing, it's the problem with race. It's the problem why all these things that we consider to be giant flaws in our society are problems today because we're not judging people anymore. We're not judging on the experience we have with them. We're just basing them on the looks and these types of things. You're, I've, I've witnessed in my own education, like seeing Muslim people, Asian people, everybody treated completely horribly or not given a chance to voice their opinion because they didn't speak very well English or they couldn't, I guess, or they just looked different. They looked funny. They wore something on their head. I'm like, I was more than happy to be the guy that would pull up a seat right beside him. Hell, I had this best experience of my life. My name is Robbie Robertson. I, I sat next to an Indian woman whose name was Robbie. I had never, ever, ever, ever in my life sat next to somebody that's name was Robbie. And despite that, looking at someone that looked completely different from me, wore a full on dress, wore this thing that covered up all these fancy things that were part of her culture. And I, I pulled up right beside her. I was like, yo, we're practically related. We have the same name. And she's like, what? And I was like, I, she was just so like caught off guard by how open I was to her because most people don't even give her the time of day. And I was like, this is something we can connect on. Like, let me learn a little bit more about you where, you know, and she told me her story, her, everything she had. I'm like, if there were more people in that mindset, the world would be so much better. And it's hard to see that in people anymore. It's hard to see that that can be an answer to what's, what's going on with today because everybody is so willing to judge and pick on others just so they can get what they want across. Yes, no, that's true. And I feel that's the issue. Like you shouldn't judge or you shouldn't even compare your journey with someone else because you just don't know what, you know, what the other person went through. You don't know about their struggles. So why do you want to compare? Um, or why do you want to feel insecure? I think all these feelings, feelings of insecurity or jealousy or just the fact that just being judgmental, these feelings are not positive and they try to stop you from growing. Uh, if I know, yes, I know people who had far easier than me in some ways, but that doesn't mean that their life is easy. It just means that their life is little, little different than, you know, how my life is. But I just don't see that as a way to bring down myself or to, you know, just say that, the, yeah, I mean, this person had it easier, but it really isn't going to help me. Or if I complain or if I vine over what I don't have or what I could have or 
what I don't have, that's really not going to help me grow. It's not going to help me succeed. At the end of the day, I have to make the best use of what I have. And I feel a lot of people don't think that way. And that's fine. But I just feel that if we have more people with growth mindset, if we have more people thinking that, yeah, sure, I don't have this, but okay, let me just utilize the resources that I have access to right now. That would make the world a much better place. Um, If I was to give you the option of being president, what type of changes would you have for this country or just the world in general? Oh, wow. No, that's that's a great question. I think, uh, yeah, there are a lot of things that I would like to change. Um, first thing that I would like to change is our education system. Um, I see, yeah, I feel very strongly about the education system that we have right now. And I feel that there are a lot of flaws um, in terms of what we learn in terms of uh, how people are treated. Uh, One thing that I feel very strongly about is bullying. Uh, I feel it's actually a real issue that deserves attention. You just can't make someone learn or you can't just make someone realize their mistake by punishing them. This idea of punishing people, especially punishing kids, I find it very flawed and I feel it's wrong because yeah, if someone does something wrong, like if a kid does something wrong, sure. Yeah. You can give them a detention, but what is that going to do anyway? It's not really going to improve anything or it won't really make them learn or realize their mistake. And I feel that the fact that we feel that a lot of, um, principals or teachers for that matter feel that it's okay you know if someone does something wrong it's okay to punish that person I feel that idea is wrong so I would if I have the power and the authority then yes that is something that I would like to change aside from that I think uh, one more thing that I would like to change is uh, what we learn in schools we learn a lot of different things. We learn uh, history, we learn geography, we learn math, but still there are certain things that we don't learn. Like we don't learn about taxes or we don't learn how to pay taxes or we don't yeah. learn. Cartoons made it sound like cartoons made it sound like quicksand was going to be more of a problem than I thought it was going to be in my everyday life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good to know all these different math equations. Um, but that doesn't help you balance a checkbook. That doesn't help yeah, you it, function it in the real world anymore. Like, exactly. Like, I think it's better if we also teach our children that how you can make checks, how you can have your own accounts, how you can pay your taxes. All of these different things would help them become more independent and self-sufficient. Um, and these are the things that we we need to teach our people another actually that no i have a lot of different answers to your question the the Um, answers are the answers are endless yes it's it's endless and i feel um there's also one thing that i would like to change is how uh how we divide things into specific genders so we kind of uh have this perception that pink is a color for girls and blue is a color for guys uh 
Barbie doll girls should play with Barbie dolls and you know kitchen sets guys should play with cars and guns and I feel that's that's wrong uh because we're making we're making people believe we're making these these uh girls and boys believe that you know where that comes from do I know where this comes from it actually comes from a really dumb scientific study where they took a bunch of male chimps and a bunch of female chimps and put them in a room and they gave them the option of choosing a teddy bear, a little stuffed animal, or a like hammer and other things to smash stuff with, like a car or whatever. And uh, it seemed that mo all, most of the boy monkeys went towards the car and then all the girls went towards the teddy bear, the stuffed animal, and immediately started nurturing about it. And... Um, it's just, it's so stupid because if we even see the change of it now, education systems are incorporating a lot more, and I, I give them credit for this, even though I do have a huge problem with the education system, just because I suffer from what people call mental health, a uh, mental health disorder, and that is only ADHD. ADHD is not a mental health disorder in my mind. What it's consider why it's considered that is because it messes with a what they call normal, what they call these types of things that most people have, like a type of capability to sit down in a, in a room and listen. I didn't have that. I had constant energy flowing through me. I had a way that I couldn't control myself. I had too much. I had to get out. Um, so it, I, you know, I went to school for psychology. I deal with I, mental health cases, all that type of stuff. I'm interested with how the brain works. But where I give back to the point of the education system, I've podcasted with transgenders. I've opened my mind to this type of kind of thing that people consider a mental health disorder. It's not mental health disorder. Well, I mean, it technically it is, but the fact that they're just someone that was born in the wrong, they feel as the wrong body. And the education system, creating all gender restrooms, creating all these things, that's the right way to go about it. But the fact that we're getting way too sensitive where schools are afraid to call you him, her, it's now ziz, zir, zer, zoo, zar, zoos, all these different things, all these things that start with Z, it seems like out of a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> and I've talked to someone who is a transgender and he's been taking male testosterone for going on almost nine months now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I mention him all the time because he's one of my biggest supporters. I'm like, you open my mind to transgenders where the news told me about a transgender guy that switched over to a girl in the UFC and started beating up other chicks. That is wrong, especially that he didn't disclose that. So I thought all of them were just messed up in the head. Then he starts opening up to me and telling me about what he thinks. I'm like, wait a minute, you're a person just like me. Like you're experiencing some type of inner anguish that you can't, you know, the only way you can truly feel free is in a, and is, is in a different, what I guess a gender. And I'm open to that. I'm open to everything. Now, this is what bolsters the fact that to truly understand people, you have to talk to them. You have to experience their, what they're experiencing. I'm not ever yeah. going to truly know what you experience, Ramsha, but you're, you being able to tell me a, a little bit about it helps me bring relatable things to you and helps me be more open and to whatever I'm closed off against. Exactly. And I feel that uh, it's okay to not believe in what the other person thinks or what they feel, but it is important to be respectful first. And it's also important to be considerate. And I feel these are the two things that a lot of people lack. Um, it's fine to have your own opinion, but that 
does not mean that you would disrespect someone else for the opinion that they have. Um, you might not believe in the same ideologies as the other person does, but just be respectful enough to be open to what they're saying and, you know, to what they're experiencing. And that is where a lot of people go wrong. Um, I have my own opinion about a lot of different things, but I don't want to force that opinion on other people. And I feel that is something what we, we should do. And that's my opinion. And again, going back to uh, what you were saying about the education system and this line that we have created, uh, that this is what a girl could do, this is what a guy could do, this is what a transgender can do. I feel that we need to expose people to all, like to different kinds of things and allow them to choose what they want to do. And with connecting this back to engineering, um, you know, th this perception that only guys should be part of this engineering field or only they should uh, be part of business profession. I feel that's wrong because you can't really pick a gender and say it on a gender basis that this is for a guy, this is for a girl. Instead, it's better to let them choose. It's better to let them freely express themselves and make their own choices. I see what you're doing now. You have a little inner workings of it. You're 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 breaking down the gender wall through engineering field, and I like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that is what. Yeah, and it's it's if you see. Oh well, I go to a very great university, and um, you know we're open to different opinions. We're open to different kinds of people. But even in my university, I see that there are more guys than there are more girls. There are more, more male professors than female professors. And I feel that's an issue because even to this date, a lot of people have this perception that engineering is not for women. It's for guys. It's Well, that works vice versa too, because a lot yeah. of teaching positions, you say professors, a lot of them are uh, male. male. Now, yes. a lot of male professors, as in the profession professor, but when it comes to teacher, like teaching younger grades and things of this sort, that is more seen as towards a feminine thing. It's kind of weird when you get a guy teacher that's teaching the kindergarten class. Yeah. Because uh, the whole aspect of the nurture nature aspect. And I feel a lot of it is made up. Um, it, a lot of it has to do with the the cultural or just the upbringing that we are we are given and there's nothing wrong i i mean if if a, a friend of mine wants to be an elementary school teacher that's fine that's her choice but then people need to allow their kids to make choices for, for themselves. Yeah, they have to make justifications on things. Yes. Obviously, that comes to a certain extent. I do want to put that out there. I don't mean to cut you off, but that comes to a certain extent when it comes to, I don't think a six-year-old should decide that they should get a gender transformation surgery. No, because their brain's not fully developed yet. I said, keep letting them experience their life. And if they get to an age that is considered appropriate, 
then let them decide for themselves. That is truly, but a lot of parents nowadays are giving their kids different hormones and stuff at such a young age. I'm like, that's not right. Cause I can tell you one thing. I have a five-year-old cousin and I can tell him, you, would you like ice cream before bed? And then he's like, oh, I'd love some ice cream before bed. But then I was like, but do you want cake instead? Oh my God, cake would be awesome. Like it's the whole idea. Like they don't know truly what they want yet. They don't understand that yet. They just, they, they see the best option in front of them at the time. They don't see what happens a minute later or something else that happens down the road. They're not really thinking ahead. Exactly. And it's not really, you know, it's not about making decisions for them or allowing them to make decisions from a young age, but rather it's about exposing them to different things. It's about letting them experience. And I think the power that one feels when they experience different things is just so much more than if I tell you something. Like, although I'm I'm telling you about my experiences or I'm telling other people about what I went through. But the thing is that they won't, they won't be able to really, you know, experience what I went through unless they experienced it themselves. And that's the issue, like expose them to different things, let them make mistakes. There's nothing wrong when it comes to making mistakes because you learn from those mistakes, you grow from those mistakes. And it's it's fine to be in a harsh situation. It's fine to be in a situation where you feel that you don't know what's happening in your life because then, yeah, that would make you more independent and self-sufficient and those would help the you. formative moments. Yeah, those are the moments which would transform you and would make you, you know, really figure out your life or whatever you are dealing with uh, at that point of time. But we want to protect people we want to protect our family members and that, that's okay but I feel that there is a line between protecting someone and overprotecting someone and yeah, uh, you don't want to make them live in a bubble and be closed off to yes, bad because, because you know it's always the saying you know the the wisest people have the hardest pasts yes. and that's because you know that type of stuff creates a realization in your life. It takes down this fantasy world. And, you know, kids experience that. It's the benefits of being a child. You get to experience a type of closed off amount of problems from the world. And then once you turn 18, you have to put gas in your car. You have to do all these things like bills, rent, payments. And you're like, oh, my God, I just want to go back to playing on the jungle gym. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? You need that. You need those moments that you have no idea what's going on around you but you need to also be aware you need to understand that the world is not what it seems on the cover it's 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 it goes deep you can take that vice versa where it comes to the world is not as beautiful or whatever on the outside on the outside it's actually pretty deep and corrupt that is true you can take that in the same light the world is pretty corrupt but it's got a beautiful inside it's got exactly. some people on it that make it move, that make it turn, where people want to apply resistance. There's people willing to let the change flow, willing to go like, a, like water and just flow with everything. Be, be a whole, be a hive, not a hive mind, but be your own person. Exactly. Um, it's, you know, it's okay to protect people around you. I get that mindset. I get you know, where they come from, but I also feel that life is constantly changing and 
life is unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen the next moment. So being prepared and being ready to face what's coming out there, it's, it's very important. And that kind of zone or that kind of mindset needs to come from the start. And a lot of people learn it the hard way. A lot of people learn it the easy way. Uh, but as long as you learn and, and, and as long as you can grow, that is what matters. Well, you know what? He, I, I really, I'm really glad that we had a chance to be able to talk about this and just be able to, first of all, get your story out there, get your information out there. Because, I mean, a lot of us today, we, we truly feel like we don't, we don't matter. And it's not true. Everyone matters in their own individual way. I, I think it's going to be it's going to take a long time for society to kind of wake up and realize that we're treating people in such a bad way. But I do believe that there is hope out there. It can happen. I, I just I don't know when it's going to be because I feel like a lot of people are still close to change. They don't truly are not open to it yet. I don't think the world needs to change. I think the world just needs to open up and understand that we're all here trying to survive together. We live on this literally giant floating rock through space right now. Is, we don't even get time to know each, like each other anymore. Not even in an hour. Everyone's too busy or just wants to go out and be like, I don't want to help you. I want to do what I want to do. I'm like, but we're helping each other by just understanding one another. Exactly. No, what you said is true. And you know, it's, I get the fact that we are busy and, you know, we have our own schedules, we have our own responsibilities, but I don't think it takes a lot of time to really go to someone and say that, hey, are you okay? Or is there something I can do for you? Like, I see a lot of people around me um, who I probably don't even know uh, at my university. And if I see that, that you know, they're, they don't have the best mood or they're going they're probably going through something something bad or something that's wrong i prefer going up to them and saying to them that hey are you okay um if you want to share something i'm here for you and you just don't know what that can do for the other person it can change their day it can make their day it can break their day words have a lot of power and I feel that we need to use our words wisely and it's easier to say than do because there are times when I'm just so angry and I say anything that, you know, that I feel like, but I think over the years I've kind of come to that, that uh, conclusion that words influence you and they have the power to change you in a lot of different ways. So if I see someone who is going through a rough day uh, it can be a friend it can be a stranger I would just go to them and be like okay um, can I help you and I have actually seen people smiling and being like thank you you know you really you really made our day and that is a major source of motivation for me because if someone says to me that I made their day then that that's great because I was able to help someone and that's my goal that's awesome. And I really appreciate you saying that because that's one, a wonderful takeaway from this. Like everyone out there needs to understand, like you have the tools to change. You have the tools to become who you want to become and you don't need to hurt anybody or do anything to sabotage anybody to get what you want. 
You know, we all need to be open to every race, everything, every religion, everything. We need to be open and experience our own intake on this life that we all truly are experiencing together. Like we're around each other constantly. So everyone is going to affect your life, no matter how closed off you want to be. You have a social skill that needs to be filled. You need to talk to people, you know, every now and again. You need to understand that you're not alone in this world. And yeah. you have to realize there's people with a voice like you and people that are going through things like you. Those are people that, it's, it's not just you. Don't ever feel alone. Realize that we're all here together. Exactly. Don't push down others or do anything of this sort to kind of just because of how you're feeling because somebody could be going through something super difficult and that one th mean thing you say to them could push them over the edge yes exactly that's why i use your words wisely and i think after i started writing i even became i guess more responsible when it comes to saying things because you just don't know what the other person is going through so just just be you know just be kind be and aware be and be aware, yes. Be aware of your surroundings, definitely. Well, Ramsha, it was awesome talking to you, and I really appreciate you coming on to my podcast. I want to give you a minute here at the end just to be able to plug some of your stuff that you have going on, like your book and other thank things you. that people can find you on and get your story. Uh, yes. First, thank you so much for having me. And uh, my first book is coming out. It's called Rebel Against the Odds. It's coming out on August 20th. And it's a collection of two short stories. And yes, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it. And you can find out a lot more about it on my Instagram, which is called uh, Raisha Stories. And I can spell that. It's R-A-E-S-H-A. Uh, space stories. Uh, I also have a website called Raisha Productions and uh, you'll find all the latest updates and promos, uh, different kind of ways which we can use to engage with each other. And then I have my second book which is about how education is especially education for women is considered as something that women should not pursue uh, in a lot of other countries. And I have done, actually I've done some research on it as well. And that's coming out in October. And then my third novel, which is based on uh, uh, mental wellness is coming out on December. So it's back-to-back -back releases. Uh, but I'm very excited to interact with the with other readers, with fellow authors, and just people in general, because I really want to see, I just really want to know about you guys. And I really want to help you guys if you guys are, you know, um, if, if you guys are struggling when it comes to writing or with just about anything. And if there's anything that I can do to help uh, people out there I would love to help out and I would love to give tips and uh, basically whatever I can do well I appreciate you Ramsha for coming on to my podcast and being able just to talk to you it was inspiring to know that there's a 19 year old out there that's writing books and I probably need to get more stuff in the fire <laughs> but I appreciate you being on the podcast Ramsha it was awesome having you and I hope you have a wonderful day thank you thank you so much take care